reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet. Come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed the man and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Jesus' fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As followers of Jesus, even after 2,000 or more years, we really want to come to know this Jesus. <laughs> we want to know him not just what he looked like or what his voice sounded like or what kind of clothes he wore or how he ambled when he walked, what was his gait. That stuff isn't important. What we want to know about Jesus is what was his heart like? Because as human beings, in almost every culture, every society, the heart is the center of the person's being. It's, it's obviously a heart that pumps blood, but it's also that beautiful symbol, that sign, that center of who we most truly are. It's where we love or fail to love. It's where our values are, our virtues, where where our character resides, where our, in a sense, our soul is. That's where the heart is. That's what the heart is for most of us. 
And so when we want to know Jesus, we want to know his heart. What was Jesus like in terms of his values, in terms of his virtues, in terms of his manner with people? That's the kind of things we want to know about Jesus. Even after all these many years, we're his followers after all. And it can be more than a little bit frustrating when the gospel writers who are the ones who were commissioned to tell his story for the rest of us don't give us the details we need and want to know the heart of Jesus. And such is the case today. We're only in the very first chapter of Mark's gospel. All he's, Jesus has done so far in Mark's gospel is call his disciples, really. Have a few temptations, big ones though they were. But finally today, we see Jesus in action. Finally, Mark begins to tell the story of what Jesus did when he was out with the people. What was it like out there? And he teases us by saying that Jesus on the Sabbath in Capernaum enters the synagogue and gives his first sermon. And we want to know what that sermon was. What did Jesus say to all those people in that synagogue? We want to know what Jesus said so that we can know his heart. And what does Mark give us? Not a word. All he does is say Jesus preached, the people were amazed, and it was wonderful. And you go, Mark, come on, tell us. What, what in this early stage of Jesus' life, what does he say? What came out of his heart? And there's nothing there. And you go, oh, darn it, Mark, anyway. And perhaps Mark actually knew what he was doing because in the next part of the passage, we get something pretty spectacular. Not a sermon, not a homily. Jesus doesn't preach anything. He has very, very few words for us. But what happens is that somebody, some guy, who's been possessed by an evil spirit, comes flying into that, that synagogue and starts to make a ruckus. It's like almost a bomb going off in the middle of the crowd. All of a sudden, here's this guy who shouldn't be here. And he's screaming and he's screeching and in a bestial voice, he's crying out, I know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. We know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. And it must have been terrifying for people to see this guy completely out of control, this guy possessed, this guy who's screaming like a wild man in their midst and pointing his finger at Jesus and saying, you know, we knew who you are. What are you doing here? What do you want with us? <laughs> a horrible moment, a moment of terror, really. And this is where maybe the real sermon of Jesus takes place. Because while everybody else is probably cowering in fear at this evil spirit in their midst, even in their synagogue, Jesus stands calm. Jesus does nothing at first. He lets this evil spirit, this demon, 
do what he wants to do and say what he has to say. And he's not frightened by him at all. And finally, with full authority and power, he says to the evil spirit, come out of him. And the evil spirit comes out of him and leaves the poor man and the congregation in peace. Now, this is a place where we can kind of come to know the heart of Jesus. Because when we see him do something like this, we can draw all kinds of lessons about who he is and what his heart is like. First of all, you have to be amazed and astounded by Jesus' courage in the face of this darkness, this evil spirit right in his face, shrieking and howling and pointing to him and saying, we know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. Get out of here. This is our territory. This is our land. And Jesus, with courage, faces down that spirit. It's a human virtue. We know what courage is. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus has a human heart. Look at his courage in the face of this terror in front of him. The second thing we can see about Jesus' heart is his compassion. Another tremendous human virtue that we see in spades here. Jesus loves the man who is possessed, not the demon, not the evil, but that poor man having to live his life under the control of that terrible power of darkness. Jesus wants him to be free. Jesus loves that man. Compassion. Give him a new chance. Give him a new life. Give him real freedom, maybe for the first time in decades. And that compassion, too, is something we understand because it's a human grace. It's a human virtue. We understand compassion. Jesus' human heart is filled with compassion for the poor fellow who's possessed by that demon. The third thing we can learn about Jesus' heart from this story goes to a different plane, really. It's really on another level. Jesus exercises the power of God to free the man from the evil spirit. What is, what is that evil spirit like? It, people hearing this story in the first century would have said, it's like the chaos and the darkness at the very beginning of creation when everything was dark and chaotic and unformed and everything was, there was nothing. And, and the Lord sends his spirit to hover over the waters and brings calm and order. The God of everything has power over everything, has power over nothing, nothingness. His power over evil. So when Jesus finally speaks up with a commanding voice and says to that evil spirit, come out of him right now and shut up while you're at it. Jesus is exercising the divine power over evil, over darkness, over chaos and all of its forms. 
This is a divine virtue. This is the godly part of Jesus's heart that we see on display here. It's through God's power and love and grace and mercy that Jesus is able to dominate that evil spirit with a few simple words and send him running, squealing and howling to God knows where. What we have here then is a heart that is human in its courage, a heart that is human in its compassion, a heart that is divine in its power over darkness, chaos, and indeed evil. So indeed, Mark's gospel maybe doesn't give us Jesus' first sermon, but he does give us Jesus' first act as both human and divine. We get a good picture now of what Jesus' heart was like. In the ensuing Sundays, the ensuing chapters of Mark's gospel over the coming year, we'll see many more such moments, and indeed we will hear Jesus eventually preach. But most of all, we will see Jesus exercise this same power over and over again as he raises a little girl from her death bier as he raises his friend Lazarus from the grave with almost the same words, come out, Lazarus. And most of all, as we see Jesus himself on the third day rise out of the darkness of the tomb to new life and share it with us. And so we stand amazed, along with the people in Capernaum, at Jesus' humanity and Jesus' divinity because we have come to know Jesus' heart.